not to stir up controversy, but I, like you, have trouble with with that. There's examples of of Christ. You know, he's he withdraws to a quiet place, but then he sees the crowds, and instead of continuing on that path of nurturing himself, he has compassion on the crowd and he ministers to them. Welcome back to Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, the church, and the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and today we begin week three of our series focusing on the Sermon on the Mount. For those of you just joining us, this series is different in that it will run eight weeks and have five daily episodes to help you study Jesus's words in greater depth. If you would like the study material, past episodes, more information on this series, or any of the other resources we provide, you can find them all on our website, studywithfriends.org. So day three, week three, 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 we're talking about the salt and light passage, which is Matthew 5, 13 to 16. And today I want to talk about the practical uses of salt. So when I, when I did my homework, um, I found some that I expected and some that I was like, what? I did not know about two of them. So I want to have some fun with those and develop the ways that probably Jesus was speaking to his audience at the time in a little bit of a deeper understanding of how we can understand the practicality of salt and the metaphor that Jesus was using when he told us to be salt. Okay, sound good? So there are four ways to understand salt. One is as a preservative. One is as a flavoring agent. These were the two that surprised me. One is as a fertilizer. Did not know that. And one was as wound care. So let's, we're going to, Again, because we're well-churched people, there may be some obvious connections, but we're going to develop them because that's what you do when you study the Bible. So talk to me about how salt is a preservative, if you know. Well, homework, but also I knew this. It's a preservative for a lot of like foods and like, you know, fruits and vegetables. And they keeps like it keeps them from going bad for like a longer time than if they weren't salted. Mm -hmm. So that's what I knew about salt being a preservative. So like pre-refrigerator era. Yeah. Do you know that? It made me had salt cellars and I thought of I did like a project on like Korean food and they did that with kimchi like the first like recipes for kimchi was like putting them in the salt like in the ground. Oh yeah, nice. My husband makes Italian cured meats and I'm not a fan of that process. I'm just gonna get out get in front of that because it's a lot of flesh in my kitchen when he gets down to it. Usually he <laughs> does about 300 pounds. It stinks. It does smell so bad. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of salt that goes in there and it just cures. And the salt dries it out and like cures it. So, and it's preserved. So I'm, I've been, I've had a real life example of that. So really as a preservative, it's maybe fair to say it keeps bad things from happening, keeps decay from happening or spoilage. So um, what would be some practical examples of our Christian behavior keeping something bad from happening in our community or our culture or keeping decay or spoilage from happening? What are some practical, like what would be a practical example, Caitlin? The first thing I have is like praying for the community and the culture because it's kind of like a 
I mean, you can do it in public, but it's kind of like a behind the scenes thing. You know, the guarantees, obviously God's hand is already in the situation, but you know, you're just asking him for like help with that. I just want to say thank you for saying that prayer is a practical behavior that, that makes a difference. Thank you. Because I think, I mean, that is like a big thing and you have to be patient with it because like sometimes you get an answer right away, but I feel like most of the time you don't and like you look back and you see that there was an answer or you can see it over time. And then I have inviting people to church, you know, non-believers that like maybe you're friends with non-believers or just you've seen people and you invite them to church and... And I have like doing acts of service, like in the name of the Lord. So Mm. like being out in your community and doing things like if you have a community garden and, you know, Mm. spreading the word through that. Or if you have some other like community thing or like pickleball with your community. I do love pickleball. (laughs) That's why she looked at me. Everyone does pickleball now. I'm a little bit of a pickleball pickleball. evangelist. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so tell me about, pick one of those Mm. and tell me about how that could prevent specifically because i do want i do want to do one-to-one here how specifically that could help prevent decay or destruction or you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i think i'll pick inviting people to church i think that's important and whether or not they keep going it's like you've opened that door for them Mm -hmm. and i think that that helps especially with decay especially like in the church like recently like for my faith i just started like going again like i didn't go for like a long time because I was, you know, struggling with, like, my own things. And, like, my mom was always inviting me. And, like, it's also good for non-believers um, because you do need that fellowship and to invite them and open that door, like I said. You zinged by it. <laughs> but your mom knew that you were struggling, but she kept asking you to come to church because she wanted to prevent demise of your faith, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to put a sharper point on that. For a non-believer... I think what you're saying is I could see that person going down a bad path, but if I invite them to church, I can maybe get in front of that bad path and redirect. Okay, that's good. Any other anti-decay slash preservative practical saltiness? Just standing firm for um, your beliefs can sometimes be a, a witness to other people. It may spur them also to do the right thing. And it helps preserve morality. Mm. You know, if you're in a community situation, I was thinking of like a a town council or something like that. And you speak and say, you know, this is not right. You know, we should not do X, Y, or Z because it's not right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that will enliven other people to say, you know, he's right. She's right. Yeah. And yes, agree with, you know, this is, this is a a better path. Oh, I love that. That's good. Okay. Do you have one you want to throw in? Yeah, I actually went uh, pretty similar, possibly controversial. So I was, I don't want to say I'm hesitant, but being in government as a genuine believer, mm. which I think is <laughs> uh, is really challenging. Uh, but if you are a believer and you genuinely love Christ and you want to follow him, I feel like being in a position where you can make actual decisions that matter, I think that is a preservative. Or influence those, or influence decisions. those yeah. decisions. Right, yeah. by living that way and then being in, the, in a position. So I, that was really yeah. thought where big picture can help to prevent some yeah. decay. Yeah, um, and influence is a word we, we used a lot in the homework. We're just introducing it here, but influence is kind of the idea yeah. of salt and light behavior. How can we, in our little section of where God plopped us, influence other people positively towards Christ. So that's good. Okay. So the second one is salt as a flavoring agent. 
Um, I'm actually gonna going to. It's so obvious how we use salt as a flavoring agent, and like we still do that. So it wasn't like a reach. We still add salt. One of my children, who will not be named, adds way too much salt. Like she reaches <laughs> for the salt before she even tastes it. She loves salt. So we know how salt helps flavor things. So what I actually want to do with this one is, Kathy, would you read Mark nine fifty? And then let's talk about what is added to this passage for a little bit of deeper insight. Mark 9.50. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. What was added there? Have salt in yourselves. Be at peace with one another. Yeah. So salt, I think, is is pervasive in in the passage, but what was added there was... It was like an if, the, almost an if then mm-hmm. statement, right? If you embody this, then you have peace, mm-hmm. right? Which is interesting. It's a little beatitude I just made that word up. Listen, I have some natural bents, some things that I'm naturally passionate about. Those things come out in my teaching. I do think that God calls us to be agents of peace in the world. And I think peacemaking is a huge calling for the disciple of Christ, especially in our culture right now. And so that's why I picked it. So that's in in the ether now. But what are some other ways we can flavor our community and culture practically with our Christian behavior? People like the flavor of other people being nice to them, helping them when they need it, treating them rightly and sometimes that can lead them to adopting similar behaviors i just said that about you you (laughs) taught me how to be uh someone who sits with a person yeah yeah so you're salt you salted me you flavored my thinking yeah that was a really good practical example other practical examples of flavor kate i had in here it's, I have to explain it. So I have like take care of ourselves and I always say my generation, but I always have to. But we're very big on like self-care and knowing when to stop something and knowing when to like rest and take care of yourself and like, you know, take a mental health day or whatever it is. And I think that a lot of people will ask like, well, why do you do self-care? Because like some people are skeptical or like some people don't understand, you know, putting themselves like first sometimes. And it reminded me of like our bodies are temples of Christ. So that's like a way that you could be like, well, I do self-care because of this. And that opens a door. Because I'm really, I'm the other people. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, we've been, I want to use a word that's stronger than trained. We've been indoctrinated that resting is inherently bad. It's lazy. And that's a hard mentality to break. And you're right that, I'm called to care for what God gave me in my own person. Okay, that was convicting, Kate. Whatever. Anybody have, <laughs> have something else? Can I run away from that one? No, it's good. It's really good. And that's why I love having different generations here because if it were just me and Kathy, we'd be talking about the same thing. We'd be talking about salty and how we use that word in high school. Right. <laughs> Not to stir up controversy, but I, like you, have trouble with, with that. There's examples of of Christ. You know, he's... He withdraws to a quiet place, but then he sees the crowds. And instead of continuing on that path of nurturing himself, he has compassion on the crowd and he ministers to them. And so I have trouble with, you know, where do you draw the line on self-care? It can easily become an excuse to ignore 
what you should be doing with other people. And so why don't you speak to that? I do agree. I was like thinking of that too when I was like writing this down. Like it is a fine line. And I think you how would you have advise to, someone in a different generation to know where that line gets drawn? I think you have to know yourself and you have to be self-aware of when like I know when I'm saying I'm Great doing answer. self-care versus when I'm like oh I'm doing self-care but like I really just don't want to do whatever it is that I have to do if I'm putting something off because I procrastinate so I know the difference between like okay I'm burnt out I need to like stop what I'm doing versus I don't really want to do that so I think I'm going to say I'm taking a mental health day because I think it's very important as mental health care is becoming less taboo that we don't cross that line of like oh, I'm taking a mental health day and like you're going to like get your nails done and that may be a mental health day but you know but just, you didn't really need it yeah you just wanted it and so you called it something that you knew someone couldn't argue with so exactly. it's a question of personal integrity really. yeah and I yeah. think we could add to that that the spirit convicts us yeah True. and that's the final say so <laughs> she said be self-aware and I would say be spirit aware that if, if I'm even, because I can lie to myself, newsflash, um, and, but the spirit will never lie to me. And so if I invite the spirit to say, help me find this balance, if this becomes a priority to me, and I say, help me find the balance between taking care of myself and taking care of others, the proper balance that you would have for me, I might be surprised where he would draw those lines. I am. I mean, we know me. These, <laughs> these people know me. Um, and I think some of the people who have been with this ministry for a long time, I, I'm, I don't do this well. But I'm getting better. I had an injury a couple of years ago that forced me to get better at it, although I still struggle with it. And I'm often surprised by the lines that God draws to say, no, not this rest today. And I'm like, but there's a million things I have to do for the ministry. And that's your work, Jesus. You got to get on board. <laughs> like, come on, give me the strength. Give me the strength. I need the strength. And I'm often surprised. So I think for me, it's a spirit. It is a self-awareness that's got to come at the surface that I know I'm not good at it. And then I have to say, okay, show me, convict me when I'm, when I'm abusing it and convict me when I'm not properly using it. So that's really good. That was really good. And that's such a good example. It is such a good example to others. I'm always so, I'm like, wow, you really do a good job taking care of yourself. And some people, it's like, I eat well, I exercise, I sleep right. Like you get, you, your sleep regimen is like very admirable. You get up at the same time, you go to bed at the same time, unless <laughs> I keep you up late. <laughs> and then I'd hear about it. But so like, that's good that I respect that. I don't have, I don't have a good, what's it called? Sleep, sleep, rhythm. <laughs> I don't, I'm not good. I don't go to bed and get up at the same time. Although since the puppy. <laughs> we do wake, I wake up Greg goes to take care of the puppy I go back to sleep so anyway <laughs> so okay so good that's good as a flavoring agent I'm going to move to salt as a fertilizer so I didn't really know this but there are a lot of um, biblical agricultural references so this makes sense to me it was a very agrarian uh, society that Jesus was speaking to and so these metaphors would have made a lot more sense like I'm not a big gardener but even if I were I don't know a lot of people who put salt in their soil I do we have other things that we put in instead but apparently okay so apparently you can use salt as the fertilizer or you can put salt in manure and that helps the manure be a better fertilizer which actually speaks to the Luke parallel Luke passage, which says something like, 
it's not even good for the manure mm. pile. So that's in the homework. You can explore that. But so what does her fertilizer do practically? Helps, Helps grow. grow. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So is there anything you can think of that's another biblical reference to like agriculture? So many. <laughs> Just give me one. I know there's a lot. There's a lot. And then Marilyn, I'm going to ask you to pull up Colossians 4, 6. Go ahead, Caitlin. So I'm going to go with one that was not obvious, but like that I thought of. And I, um, it came from like the costly gracing of like Jesus taking up our yoke and like we take his because that deals with farming. Yeah, it does. So. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you for not using one that was super beat to death. Kathy, do you have any um, agricultural reference? The parable of the seeds. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, oh good. I forgot that's that one. Because growing. Yep. Yeah. So what are some practical ways that we can be salt to help other people to grow in our community or our culture. Do something you haven't said yet. So mine is for work. I feel like work is such a great opportunity um, because we're there. Well, I mean, I don't even work that long, but I have probably seven hours of work a day. So mm -hmm. it's probably less than most normal people that work. But that, I'm, that's a huge amount of my day. Yeah. It's funny because I hear all the time like, oh, go to your grocery store and invite your neighbor and, or invite your, you know, someone that you never talked to. I'm like, what up? I'm, I'm with my work people all the time. Uh, and so am I using that opportunity? Am I using the opportunity right now? There, And I'm sure I'm not the only one and whoever's listening and whoever's here, if you're at, at work, work looks very different than it used to work. Look, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, you dug in, you did your job, you slowly built your way up to the top. It doesn't necessarily look like that now. We do a lot of people who maybe aren't doing their job seem to get rewarded. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a very different atmosphere. Younger people are mentoring older people who've been in the job for 30 years. And so it feels a little off. <laughs> Can I still be a blessing at work? Can I refrain from talking about the bosses? Mm -hmm. Can I refrain from building a community where all we do is gossip about the other half that doesn't do their job? These mm -hmm. are like, for me, these are very practical ways that I can be salt. So I'm hearing you say resisting the cultural behavior mm -hmm. that's easy mm -hmm. and common and choosing something else. Right. And how does that help the people around you to grow? I want to give you mm -hmm. a springboard a little bit for how our salt behavior can help even before someone else is a believer to yeah. help them to grow mm -hmm. towards that ultimate goal. Uh, I am very one of the people. Mm -hmm. I am not, I don't have a high position in my job. I don't look amazing. Like I don't, I wear leggings to work, like whatever. Uh, so I, I feel like I'm one of the people. And so I don't, I don't feel like I'm separated. Uh, I'm right in the community. I make jokes. I, and this is what I try to do. Uh, I try, so I try to be part of the community in, in a way that I don't look separate. Right. Like, so I don't look like, like, oh, she's Christian. Oh, she doesn't, yeah. you know, I try to be part of the community. And in that same respect, I try not to do negative behavior. So if at all possible, you know, someone goes, oh, I want to join in in the positive. She looks like she's having fun. Mm -hmm. I want to join in the positive behavior in which we laugh all day and we enjoy going to work, even though it's not the best time. Or you're just lives. an example of the counterculture of Christians must be priggish right <laughs> no no fun at all because you are a lot of fun and so it's almost like you're living among them but not like them that's as john says in the live world, in the world but, but not right. of the world right. 
Okay, good. That's really good. That's what I'd like to be. I, I certainly am not. I do not. No, that's a, that's that. what you're trying you're to. Right. I know. I love the humility, but that's <laughs> that's the that's the thing. Okay, um, Marilyn, can you read Colossians four six? Um, and give, I'm going to ask you to give me the unique element of this particular fertilizer, and then we have to go to salt as wound care. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Colossians 4, 6. What's the unique element there? Salt. No, the unique <laughs> element of salt there. Oh, of salt. What's, what, is, what is the Colossians passage reminding us to know how to answer practically yeah practically the practical behavior in that particular passage is yeah and it's interesting because it's um verse 16 that they may see your good deeds and glorify your god father in heaven so it's all revolving around not you glorifying yourself Mm -hmm. with your great choices but you glorifying god with your great choices okay so the the adjective that came to my mind and i'll keep this very short is um delicious Mm. <laughs> like I want to be delicious <laughs> because right like in, in a sense I want to be it because I'm a people pleaser and I like people to like me but in a sense like I want to be delicious because Jesus is delicious yeah, yeah right <laughs> like, it's so good taste and see that the Lord is good yeah yeah I've, I've always you are delicious <laughs> <laughs> sometimes she's delicious ask my husband he's like no she's not <laughs> When I read this passage, I always think it says, let your conversation be seasoned with salt. And I think, yes, salt, not pepper. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a tendency mm-hmm. to uh, be a little peppery, especially mm-hmm. when we start gossiping about mm-hmm. people and that kind of thing. That's good. So. That's good. Thank you. Um, okay, so the last one is salt as wound care. And I didn't realize that salt was a natural antiseptic and that it was commonly used in biblical times as um, uh, to clean out infection. And it's actually still used in some third world countries to clean infections out. I did not know that. Did you know that? It's used in ours. You did know that? Yeah, if you have a sore throat, they recommend it. Oh, yeah, I do do that. Oh, I do do that. I do gargle gargle with salt salt water. And they still use, um, I mean, saline, which is salt water, to, to cleanse. I and mean, that's the first thing that they'll connection. do. It's the first thing they'll do in the ER to, to flush oh, out a wound. Right. You know, they'll usually flush it with salt water. Huh. Never thought of that either. I guess I was thinking about, like, rubbing salt in a yeah. wound to, like, there's an abrasive quality mm. of, like, debriding. Debriding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so what would be... What would be the metaphor there? How can you be salty to clean out infection or as a natural antiseptic? Um, I had, you know, the showing them like the comfort that God is and like the comfort and like how we can rest in him um, when we are going through um, like a trial or a tough time. And I think that's really important and reminding them of like his unconditional love and like, yeah. So you're really keying in on like the wound care, helping someone who's hurting. Yeah. I agree with that. Agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to really, we're a little bit over time, so we'll have to figure it out. But what are some ways that we can become less salty? I think when we lose fellowship with Christ and fellow believers, um, we mm. tend to lose our salt. Mm. 
That's good. Earlier, you said compromise. Compromise one. I also put um, not repenting. Mm. I think that that keeps us away, and it allows our behavior to continue because we haven't repented and recognized. We're holding on yep. to something. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. I had like living a double life or being two-faced, and it's kind of like when you say, kind of like you know, faith of that works when you say that you're a Christian. And you may, or like you may act that way in church and you're, you know, like the model Christian and then outside of it, you just aren't. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Thank you. This program is produced by Study With Friends. Learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends.